Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Thursday the 14th of November. Coming up, climate change causing flooding fears for Kent. With the increase in global temperatures, we're looking at potentially large areas of Kent from Tenterden all the way to the coast being underwater before the year 2050. Food charity asking for more volunteers. One in ten people miss meals to pay their bills, so the charities and community groups who receive food from us are supporting many of these people. So yeah, there is a huge need. And new Dartford football club manager has big ambitions. It will certainly be by the start of next season that we will be 100% 100% pushing for the championship. In my time, we will be pushing for the. Kent Online News. First today, stats show just 81% of A&E patients in Kent were seen within four hours last month. That's below the national figure for October of 83.6%. The government target is 95, but across England that hasn't been met for over four years. Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn says the numbers are disgraceful. One in five of everyone accessing an A&E department hasn't been seen within the required four hours, and it is a problem of the lack of staff and the lack of funding for it. In our county, Medway had the longest waiting times with just 76.4% of people being seen within that four-hour window. Kent Online reports. A controlling boyfriend who kidnapped a woman in Medway and kept her as a prisoner in a car for 14 hours has been jailed for more than four years. It happened in September after Blair Crittenden had subjected the victim to months of harassment and intimidation. The 32 two-year-old who doesn't have a permanent address admitted several charges including kidnap and false imprisonment. A digger's been used to steal a large amount of money from a cash machine in Cranbrook overnight. The co-op store on the high street has been left badly damaged following the ram raid in the early hours of this morning. Police found an abandoned vehicle nearby which is thought to have been used by the suspects. They're looking through CCTV and are keen to speak to anyone with information. A Swanley man who crept into his ex-partner's bedroom and put his hand over her mouth has been jailed for 18 months. Ben Raybould started screaming abuse after finding her Facebook profile had been liked by male friends. The 38-year-old football coach from Lullingstone Avenue has been locked up after admitting breaking two restraining orders, sending malicious communication and harassment. After devastating flooding in South Yorkshire this week, there are now fears large parts of Kent could be left underwater if something isn't done about climate change. Campaigners fear areas of the county could be submerged by 2050 if urgent action isn't taken now. Christine has been speaking to Steve Cheeseman from the Maidstone Green Party. Flooding has been in the news uh, quite heavily recently with everything that's been happening um, up north. Is it a fear that we could be facing a similar situation down here in Kent at some point? I think it's a very realistic fear that we will be facing the similar sort of flooding, if not worse, in Kent in the very near future. Uh, With the increase in global temperatures, we're looking at potentially large areas of Kent from Tenterden all the way to the coast being underwater before the year 2050, if not earlier. So I've seen that you mentioned um, this is a, a real risk to Kent. So, um, you know, obviously being a a very coastal county, so do you think more needs to be done to protect the, the area? 
Uh, absolutely. So uh, we experienced flooding in Kent not so long ago, uh, which put whole villages underwater, for example, yielding. Uh, but in future, that's only going to get worse with the increase in global temperatures, which could lead to polar ice cap melting and therefore global sea level rise. We've already experienced 12, uh, 10 out of the last 12 years have been the hottest years on record, and that's going on. And our governments are not doing enough to deal with the problems of climate change. So obviously, you know, I think maybe not so much this day and age, but especially, you know, even a few years ago, climate change, something, you know, didn't really affect us. But obviously we are now seeing it here in Kent. So, you know, from a government level or a local level, what do you think, or do you think more does need to be done to, to prevent it? Absolutely. I mean, there's a myriad of things that individuals can do in terms of reducing their carbon emissions, reducing their plastic uses, etc. But we need systemic change to resolve the issue of climate change. Uh, I feel like this is not a recent issue. I feel like I've been talking about this for 10 years and finally now people are starting to listen and groups like Extinction Rebellion have, strung, have sprung up which uh, fight the cause. And, you know, I think, like, like I just said, then with global warming, people are very easy, you know, it's kind of not on my doorstep, not really my problem. How, you know, seriously, how real of a risk is, is flooding and, you know, you said earlier, parts of Kent could very well soon be underwater, you know. In terms of the scale, the, the, the sort of time period, what are your estimations? Uh, so, Reports by the UN panel on climate change uh, have indicated that 2025 is the limit for uh, serious global climate change. Uh, governments at the moment and KCC, where we're standing now, have set their targets to 2050, which is far too late to have any real impact. Six flood alerts have been in force across the county today after heavy rain overnight led to concerns about high river levels. Luke Gallagher is the landlord at the Riverside Tavern in Stroud, which was hit by high tides last month. He's been chatting to Keelan, who started by asking how the pub's doing now. Yeah, pub's fine. We've uh, we've had a bit of electrical damage, but that was the bulk of the issue, really. It was more of a clean-up, more than anything. But um, aside from that, pub's sort of back to, back to how it was. Um, just has some new floor inlaid as well, so the sort of the flood damaged that as well. But aside from that, really, the main issues were some of our electrical problems, which we've had resolved now. Obviously, the, the rivers, rivers here is tidal, so normally what affects us is when we get a really high tide combined with a spring tide, normally is when we flood. But it'd be the first time since the new load ra- uh, road layout that we're going to have uh, an, a lot of rain come down, so we should be okay, but we don't know. Okay, and uh, just in terms of um, the tidal problems, obviously a lot at the moment doing the rounds about climate change and rising sea levels and stuff. Do you have concerns about that when it comes to the tidal stuff? Yeah, yeah, of course. I think, you know, it's it's concerning for everyone, really. But, of of course, if the the tides do rise, we're very vulnerable here. So, you know, we're we're, we're probably the first ones to get flooded in the Medway area if, if the tides are high. And last time, when you hit the flooding, what sort of impact did that have on your business? How, how long were you out of operation for? We were out of operation really for about two to three days. I mean, we sort of opened on the third day, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't particularly pleasant for anyone coming in. But um, it, was, it was about three days, really, and then it's taken about sort of two weeks to really get the pub back to, to how, it, how it was prior to the flood. How concerned would you be at the moment that something like this could happen again and become more frequent? Well, it will happen again. Um, it, it, I, I'm not sure about frequency. I, I'm not entirely sure as well with this new road layout whether a tide that would perhaps not affect us will now affect us because we are like a pocket here. But, um, you know, it will happen again. 
it's happened historically here for years. It's just how we manage it now. Is there anything else you can do apart from just obviously the reaction afterwards? I suppose it's quite difficult really. Yeah, I think we're going to try and uh, get some flood defences that are going to go in all of our doors. So there is, there is a, a way of doing it. Um, it won't stop the water coming in, but it should massively reduce the amount that comes in. And of course, depending on how much comes in the building, depends on how much damage we get. Just, I mean, you say that it probably will happen again. It's almost certainly going to happen again. Is there a point where the sea levels could rise to such an extent that it could prove almost fatal for the pub? Yeah, I think so, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, if, if, if what they're saying about global warming is correct and they, they do rise, then this, this place would be almost certainly underwater, you know, monthly rather than yearly. And is there anything you can do at the moment or is it just sort of hope for the best, I suppose? So I sort of do shout at the river and ask it not to come in. But, uh, yeah, no, at the moment there's not really an awful lot we can do because, like I've said before in, in previous interviews, the, the, the flood barrier stops here and it stops there. So the, the, the pub is completely vulnerable to any sort, of, any sort of high tide. You can watch KMTV's video report on this story. Just go to their website. Kent Online News. £14,000 worth of mobile phones have been taken during a robbery at a shop in Chatham. Four men went into the Gadsett Electronics store in the high street on Tuesday lunchtime, threatened staff and walked out with bags full of stolen items. Police are investigating. A mental health worker who had a sexual relationship with a vulnerable patient while working in Folkestone has avoided being sent straight to jail. A court heard Ramadan Ameti breached a position of trust. Police began investigating after another patient told them what was happening. The 55-year-old who lives in London has been given a suspended prison sentence. A climate change protester who glued his hands and feet to the main road in Dover has been given a two-year conditional discharge. Members of the Extinction Rebellion group took part in a demonstration in September to try and disrupt traffic at the Eastern Docks. 67-year-old Ronald West from Lewis in East Sussex has been ordered to pay £121. Six other people who pleaded not guilty to charges will appear in court again next month. Kent Online's been told more volunteers are needed to help provide meals to those at risk of going hungry in the county this Christmas. Food redistribution charity Fair Share Kent saved 314 tonnes of food from going to waste at supermarkets last year and delivered them to partner charities. They're calling for people to spend a few hours at a Tesco store in the county and encourage shoppers to donate things like pasta and tinned food. Ish has been finding out more from their community coordinator, Cherry Fruit. We're hoping to have um, one volunteer for each shift. So each shift is a three, three hours um, across those three days from Thursday the 21st of November to Saturday the 23rd of November. That would obviously be the ideal amount um, because then we would at least have um, one volunteer um, across those three days when we're collecting the, those donations. How vital are the volunteers and in, in terms of you know what their roles and responsibilities? Yeah it's so important. Um, yeah we find that when um, in, in the food collection, if we don't have volunteers in store, um, the amount of food that's donated by customers is so much less. Um, so what they do is they stand at the front of store with the shopping list and engage with customers as they're coming into the store. Um, so talking to them about the work that Fair Share's doing um, and encouraging them to donate long life food like pasta, tin food, 
um, tea and coffee, that kind of stuff, um, and just talking about to them about how much impact their donation will have um, for the charities and community groups that we support, um, especially over this Christmas, which is when a lot of the food will be um, getting to the charities. In terms of that feedback of people obviously receiving those food collections I mean how reliant do you feel people in Kent are on that? Um, I think it has a really big impact um, on the work a lot of the charities and community groups that um, we're supporting in Kent do. Um, they say that getting food from Fair Share um, means that they can better engage with their clients um, because people coming in um, and chatting over a hot meal um, can make so much difference and encourage more people to come in um, to use their services. It's so incredibly important um, where people aren't able to get, often they're unable to get fresh food um, for for affordable prices. Um, so this food that they can receive from the charities and community groups that we're supporting is really vital to provide healthy meals. And so how can people get involved in terms of volunteering? So people can get involved by signing up to volunteer for a three-hour shift on the Fair Share website, um, which is fairshare.org.uk forward slash Tesco Food Collection. Um, if they're un unable to volunteer, they can also head into a Tesco store between Thursday the 21st of November and Saturday the 23rd of November um, to donate long-life food to the collection point at the front of the store. Kent Online reports. Staff at a Sainsbury's in Folkestone have been threatened by a man who stole ink cartridges. Police were called to the supermarket on Bouvery Road West yesterday lunchtime and are investigating to try and find the suspect. Two slip roads on the M20 near Ashford have now permanently closed. You won't be able to get onto the coastbound stretch at Junction 10 or off the motorway London-bound after they were shut for good overnight. It's all because of the new £104 million Junction 10A. Work started on Swale's first free school. It's costing £10 million to build the classroom off Fellham Drive in the Sonora Fields part of Sittingbourne. Aspire School is due to open next September. Kent Online Sport. Football and the most successful manager in the history of the National League South has been telling us why he took the job at Dartford. Steve King was recently appointed the new boss at the Kent Club, who've moved up to 13th in the table after two away wins. He's been speaking on the KM Football podcast about his ambitions for the darts. I'm quite level-headed and I just feel it's... Um we just got to take each game as it comes. I, I do believe the, where we are as the group at the moment, we're going to win one, lose one, draw one, win two, lose two. I think we're, that's where we are at the moment as a group. So the more we get working with the group, the more I interact some new bodies in with that group, I think we go from strength to strength. But I think where we are right now is about where we are, if that makes sense. You made four or five signings already. One or two have gone out the door as well. When you go into a club at this time of the season, is that the sort of numbers you'd be expecting to change straight away or, or would you like to have done more or done less even? I think the beauty that I had that most people wouldn't have going into the, the level, I know the level inside out. So I knew the whole of Dartford's team without being involved with Dartford. I knew about the players, I've come up against them over the years, I've seen them this year a couple of times. So I knew exactly what, what, what I was seeing. But obviously working with people, 
you as an individual could get more out of people than other managers may get out of people. So that's what I've always felt one of the strengths were players play for me in a different way than they do for someone else. When you, you take over a manager a manager's job and you know you come in during the season, does that present different challenges to when you come in during the close season you've got the summer to, to build and shape it the way you want? Yeah, 100%. You know, if you look at my record, every club that I've either won the leagues or got in player finals are built from the beginning. It's every club. I've never inherited something and I've gone on and won a championship. So, yeah, that's massive. So I'm just trying to implement changes now that are for the future as well. They're not just short-term, like six-month deals. They're players that I think have a good age that can take us to the next level or certainly improve where we are our, our league position we're in now Dartford Football League is, is that potential is that possible as a club the site you know the stadium and the thing, I think it's potential oh, there's a lot of stuff that needs to go on on the background but I think I think that will grow legs I think if you the if you was managed lucky enough to get promoted to the National League then they know they were in it before. They know probably where they went wrong or didn't go wrong or didn't do or what did what needs to be done to make that change. To you need an infrastructure of stuff to you can't just wing it when you go into those levels. You have to have things in place. Yeah, as as Dartford got the potential, hundred percent's got the potential, but there's stages that we need to go through. You know, we've got a season here that we need to keep pushing, do what we're doing. But I know we will get to where we need to as a group whether it be this year it will certainly be by the start of next season that we will be 100% pushing for the championship That's in my time we will be pushing for the saying we're going to win it but we will definitely be pushing for it that's it for now but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day news you can trust this is the kent online podcast